Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. This is Mark and Sarah. Talk about socks. Hello, 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 and welcome to our inaugural discussion of the tournament entries in the sophistication station division of the March Masters tournament to determine the best British band of the 80s. The polls for the face-ups that you are about to hear will be open until 11.59 p.m. on March 9th. So don't forget to vote, y'all. Yeah, vote early, and if you're a Patreon supporter, vote often. Tag your comments on social with hashtag March Mastas. And if you are um, at your desk or wherever uh, playing along at home and looking at the bracket, we're on the top right-hand side today. And as always, if you would like to get a complete rundown of what we're doing here, we did release a uh, recent episode that is the full explanation of the rules, ways, and means. Uh, <laughs> but for now... Let's jump into Sophistication Station, the division that pits together all of those real fucking classy bands from the 80s, the ones that you imagine wearing tuxedos uh, at all times. Mm. So our first matchup, number one seed Tears for Fears versus number 16, The Fix. Yeah, I mean, by The Fix, it's really too bad. The Fix, I mean, this is just how it broke out in the rankings and they had a couple good songs i love one thing leads to another saved by zero is a good song but you're just not you're just not gonna get over tears for fears i don't think no i don't think it's possible i actually don't i actually don't think tears for fears is going to win this division and i think this is the division where the big shocker like the sort of lower seed that we weren't necessarily expecting is going to come out of I agree with you. I feel like there's something about the, the the sophistication station division is filled with groups that personally I like a lot of them, but don't necessarily feel enormously passionate about them, if that makes sense. Yeah, that's often true of me as well. Um, and I'm not particularly passionate about Tears for Fears either, but I think they um, step neatly into the round of 32. Uh, shall we move on then? to our next yes. matchup. Uh, this is the 8-9 matchup, always kind of a crapshoot in terms of predicting. Uh, uh, seated at number 8 is Breathe, uh, the How Can I Fall Yes, band. and How Can I Fall and Hands to Heaven. So raise your hands oh, to heaven yeah. and pray they tonight. They were so extra. Oh, Maybe they were in they the wrong were. division. <laughs> but tonight I need your sweet caress. Hold me in the darkness. When you get that plus, how can I fall? I mean, this is this is the end of every 80s school dance. And I, yeah, I actually I feel do... like hearing this on the radio might have gotten a lot of dudes laid in the backseat. Yes, yes. I have to say, I do feel a certain amount of passion for those two huge hits that they had. So I'm on Team Breathe on this one. But Sarah, you brought us a clip from Naked Eyes, and it isn't their biggest hit, Always Something There to Remind Me. Always something there to remind me. So tell me, uh, what have you brought to the table? Um, I brought a clip of Promises, Promises, which in my heart is uh, number nine Naked Eyes' biggest hit. So let's hear a clip. 
Sarah, I it, it's my turn to learn something. I didn't know I knew this song. I totally know this song. I love this song. This is a great fucking song, right? I mean, it's I, extremely 80s, and yet it still works. Like, you're not sort of like, I'm not embarrassed to blast this one no. at all. It's good. I had no idea that I knew this song. And it's worth pointing out that um, Naked Eyes is one of the bands in this competition that had big hits in America – because I just learned that Promises, Promises reached number 11 and always something there to remind me reached number eight, but never had a top 40 hit in England. It's one of at least two groups in this tournament that of which that is true. So huh. uh, America especially embraced them when their countrymen rejected them. Yeah. What do we do about that now? Who can yeah, say? Yeah, I mean, breathe. Like, uh, I take your point, but I didn't care for it. I like it more now, but I didn't care for it at the time. Naked Eyes, I was always into it. I actually thought those, um, I thought certainly always something there to remind me had charted higher, like top five, but I guess not. Anyway, um, this could go either way, but I think it's yeah. going to go for naked eyes actually. And that's where my vote is going. Even though my heart is with breathe, having now remembered that naked eyes had two slamming hits compared to the two somewhat Moist syrupy power hits. ballads <laughs> yes. of, yeah, I feel like the Naked Eyes' songs are cooler than Breathe's, so I, I'm not <laughs> going to be shocked if I see them make it all the way. Fair enough. At least make it to the 32. Now, all right, our in next... our next matchup, you have a clip. Um, yes. And I'm, as always, interested. Here we are again at another 512. Simply Red at number five. Johnny Hates Jazz, number 12. This is one of those things where you actually don't know despite the difference in the rankings, so talk to me. What was your thinking? So Simply Red, obviously, they had quite a few hits. Um, they had actually two number one hits in America, Holding Back the Years and If You Don't Know Me By Now. And, I mean, it's songs like this that define Sophistication Station as a concept to me. Mm. Uh, they're just, like, very classy. They're a classy band. And, uh, and then Mick Hucknall, I would have. He's, yeah. he's one of those famous gingers that I was like, oh, yes, sing, sing right, sing right to my underwear <laughs> <laughs> well, on the floor the, where it now is. In the early 90s, they released a song called Something Got Me Started that I loved. Um, I'd give it all up for you. Yes, I would give it all up for you. Yes, I would. But that's from the 90s. However, mm. here's what I want to say. I feel that if you're going to have one hit which Johnny Hates Jazz only had one hit. It needs to be as good as this song, Shattered Dreams. This is a part of a genre called Sophistapop, which a lot of these bands are a part of in this division, hence Sophistication Station. Uh, Johnny Hates Jazz, I used to love, I can remember so clearly being a kid, being driven around by my parents and loving it when Shattered Dreams came on. So let's just listen to a clip.
you know, I don't have a strong intellectual case here, but emotionally, I vote for Johnny Hates Jazz six times a week and twice on Sundays. Um, Buncey hated Johnny Hates Jazz back in the day, but listening to that clip, it's like, this is a really good, this is a really good joint. I like it a lot. And Simply Red, I mean, Simply Red had that monster hit that just had this amazing like distance on it you know, on like light fm mm-hmm. and, which is fine you don't hear this song you don't hear the johnny hates jazz song that much anymore but i think this has upset potential i do i do too i'll be interested to I mean, see what goes sh- down it should because i was like oh no like are mark and i gonna have to get pod divorced again because i hate <laughs> this song but then it, like listening to it just now is like why did I, it might've been a ubiquity issue, this and that information society song. I feel like it was around the same time that I was like, I just can't, I don't want to know what you're thinking. And interestingly, in doing the research for this entire bracket, I was shocked to learn that information society is an American band. Yeah. And I hope no longer a band. Yeah. Oh, I want to know. What you're thinking? Anyway, look, Johnny Hates Jazz. I feel like somewhere in here, at least one of these one-hit wonders is going to upset a band that had more hits than them. And I feel like it could be here. You're right. Yeah. Now, talk about a band who burned bright and then vanished forever. Uh, Number four in this bracket, or in this division, is Fine Young Cannibals, which they never had another album. They just, they came in with Good Thing and She Drives Me Crazy two songs that you guys, if you were not sentient in the late eighties, let me just assure you, she drives me crazy was on every day, every second. It was at the car wash. It was at the restaurant. It was in your school bus. It was in your brain. It was playing out of your shoes. You don't know how they got there, but it got there. Like that song was fucking everywhere. Yeah, it's true. And then um, number 13 is Mike and the Mechanics, which is the side project from Mike Rutherford of Genesis, who will appear in the next division that we'll be talking about tomorrow. Um, Sarah, I feel like, you know, as much as we feel that the living years and all I need is a miracle are good songs or don't, they're fine. Those are all I need is a miracle, especially is a good song. Mm -hmm. Fine Young Cannibals is better. I vote for them. I also vote for them. I owned um, The Raw and the Cooked on cassette, obviously. Such a fucking great album title, too. Um, I actually had two copies of it. One for the car, one for my room. Yes. That's how that went. Um, this actually, the rest of the album is pretty good. She Drives Me Crazy was ubiquitous and annoying. Good Thing was also fairly ubiquitous, less annoying. Um, the whole first side of that album, I'm not the man I used to be is really good. He was really like cool and looking and cute and had this vocalization that was very distinctive. Um, they were definitely of their time and you could see, you could almost hear him thinking, what do I do next? Mm -hmm. And what he did next was try to act. I mean, bless it. Maybe he's been knighted. I don't know anything about his life. (laughs) Mike and the Mechanics, though, like, I think there is potential for upset here. Because if you were not sort of, like, alive and a certain age when Fine Young Cannibals was just, like, in everyone's bone marrow, you might have trouble understanding 
why it's ranked so high, you might also have trouble understanding how anyone can listen to In the Living Years and not get diabetes. And then you might realize that Sarah is crying and trying to pretend <laughs> that it's just dusty in her office. And also that Every Dan Rokey is doing that. Yeah. I mean, it's, it is treacly. But it, I mean, it works on some people, and maybe those people are going to vote early and often. So I am voting for FYC once, and probably Mike and the Mechanics on the other side. And then I don't know what's going to happen. I think this one could be real close, but I think it's fine, Young Cannibals. I think you're right, because the other thing is, all I need is a miracle. All I need is you. That song has held on in a way that Mm. I feel we forget. That a lot of people hear that song because you you really do hear that song more than you'd think. Yeah. You do. Um, well, that brings us next to Spandau Ballet at number six, um, the video of which features the lead singer in a tuxedo. So I rest yes. my case. And when uh, num- no, that's not and right. number eleven is the Cutting Crew. I just died in your arms tonight. I hate it that must song have been so much. Something I said. So glad you didn't call for a clip. Hate. Oh, that song is fine. And, you know, True by Spandau Ballet, of course, is their big song, which was then sampled for PM Dawn's Set Adrift on Memory Bliss. Yes, which actually bettered the song. And I like the song True, but yeah. (laughs) I know this much is true. That guy put a lot of cry into his voice. (laughs) Yeah, he was like, look, if this is going to be our only song. What just in case I'm gonna do all the singing, and he did. Ba, um, ba, ba, ba. I feel like to me this is I'd, another one. Yeah, because I don't really give a shit either way. So it's like mm, I don't know. I don't know either. I, I think Cutting Crew is gonna win. I don't know why I think that. I'm not voting for them. I hate the song. I just think this is one of those that like neither of these bands exactly lasted like i think a lot of these people are like osteopaths now which is fine (laughs) or right or like they 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 sell candles from their home yeah or they um bought the trademark to spandex ballet and they just sell leotards fine great (laughs) that would have been really really excellent marketing on their part yeah now that you mention it um so i don't i don't know how this is gonna go i really don't well, we'll find out soon. We will. Pretty sure we uh, know how the next matchup is going to go, though, right? So who is our who is our contest? The next face-off is number three, Chardet, versus number 14, the Power Station. I remember thinking the Power Station was like a really cool idea at the time. Um, and you know what I learned yesterday, which I must have known? Did you know Robert Palmer died? He did. Yeah. He's been dead. Yeah. I was like, oh, no. That's yikes. Like, talk about a symbol of the late 80s and uh, early 90s. Um, I did like the Power Station, Some Like It Hot. Their other big hit was Bang a Gong, Get It On. The remake of the T Rex. Hated the original, too. That's not their fault. But um, Chardet, we're done here. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, it's worth noting that the power station is Robert Palmer and or was, I should say, and then several members of Duran Duran. And then the other members of Duran Duran who weren't in the power station were in a band called Arcadia who didn't make it. They were in contention to be in this tournament. Yeah. They were one of the ones that got axed. Yeah. So 
Um, I also feel like if you know you can vote for Duran Duran elsewhere, why would you vote for the, the offshoot of Duran Duran here when Sade, which it's worth reminding people, Sade is the lead singer of the band, which is also called Sade. So it's a band yes. and a vocalist. <laughs> she is not a solo act. Uh, but come on, you know, the sweetest taboo. That I mean, and that, uh, uh, what it, what is their other song from the 80s that was such a huge hit? Uh, damn it. I can picture it. I could draw her in the video. Because No Ordinary Love is from oh, the 90s. Yes. The sweetest taboo. And then... There what was... We, just, we don't... Can we remember it without having to look it up? Um, this, I'm not going to sh- risk it. <laughs> I'm going to look it up. Okay. We're going to cut all this out later. Where the fuck is it? No. I think The Sweetest Taboo was the first one. No, that's not right. Uh, No, it was a more upbeat, smooth, oh, smooth operator. operator. Holy smooth shit. Smooth operator, damn it. So, oh, my God. And what so was let, the one that was in that um Sex in the City episode? That was from later, I think. Yeah, uh, this is no... Ordinary love. Oh, was that from? Was that the same one? I thought it was a or, different. But then there's one. also no. It's I'll by your side. Yes, that is a beauty. By your side. So, Not relevant to on. our discussion, but I'm counting Sh- it. Sade continued has continued to be massively popular for decades. The power station easily the most sophisticated in the station of sophistication, I would say. So very. So glamorous. there you go. Yeah. Uh, next we have OMD or orchestral maneuvers in the dark maneuvers spelled in that really weird Maneuver British way. With, there's an, there's an O in there, the R and the E are flipped. Like, I don't even know. Um, if you leave, da-da, I won't let go at any price. I mean, that's their big hit. Mm-hmm. And then ABC. Staple who is, of soundtracks of 80s teen movies. For indeed. Sure. And then ABC at number 10 had several hits, including their biggest hit called When Smokey Sings. Um, Their songs, for whatever reason, never broke through to me at the time, although I am more familiar with them now. And as I mentioned in our explainer for this episode, our Twitter follower, Doc Pinko, certainly loves ABC, as we know. Yeah, is fixing them with The Look of Love, you might say. Yes. Oh, that's that's their other big song. I have to say, Sarah, I think it's the the teen movie ubiquity that's going to put OMD over the top here. Um, Yeah, I think people might need reminding about which songs go with which alphabet soup. Um, But I agree with you. I think uh, OMD, uh, I kind of don't care. But ABC always struck me as a little like they were just trying too hard. Mm. And mm-hmm. OMD, um, I don't really like If You Leave, probably because I had probably heard it 88,000 times by the time I had gotten a menstrual period. But I think OMD takes this one. I think you're right. And that leads us to our final matchup. Sarah, I have to admit, I only know Squeeze, who is number two in this division, because of the song Tempted. And I have to say, I was shocked that you seated them at number two. So tell me more about that. Um, well, I don't know. Annie, get your gun. Black coffee in bed. Um, I feel like maybe you might know more of their songs than you think you do. I didn't mm. end up uh, cutting Possible. a clip, but um, Annie, get your gun is 
such a fun song. I think it's on the end of that album that um, we had certain albums that when I was working in a store in the mall called Cheers, it was like a cards <laughs> and novelty store that the sort of famous story from this is at one time I had to break up a fight between two tweens who were um, like physically brawling over the last Joey McIntyre pillowcase in the um, NKOTB display in the store. I should have kept one of each of those like snow globe, little Joey pencil toppers. I could probably get a thousand dollars for one of those today. Anyway, listen to my Jersey accent now coming out, Um, (laughs) which I did not have when I was a kid. I don't know what that's about. Anyway, there were certain tapes that you could put on the sound system that were considered like, like hip enough but not too like not offensive like they're not going to put off anyone i mean we did have like an adult section where you could buy like fundies and x-rated cards so i don't know who they thought they were going to offend but anyway (laughs) um bonnie Raitt's first solo album was on that list and then later her second one um the and then squeezes like uh, new wave number one's album was also allowed. So cool for cats, slap and tickle, uh, another nail in my heart, um, black coffee in bed, hourglass. I'm trying to think which album these were all on, but I think that you sneakily might know more squeeze songs than you do. Um, Fair enough. I, but I then again, that... you might okay. not, I don't think swing out sister is going to beat them regardless because their big hit was annoying, at least in my opinion. Ooh. But so, I, I think that Squeeze, I think enough people remember this whole album. And even if they think they don't, they're going to Google it and be like, oh, yeah, Black Coffee and Bet. I mean, it's a it's a great band. I hope they go far. But I can also see them weirdly getting taken out in like um, the Sweet 16 by like Mike and the Mechanics or some shit. So I don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> But I am voting for Squeeze, and it is almost entirely on the strength of Annie Get Your Gun, which, Mark, I urge you to listen to. I think you would really enjoy it. Well, I certainly will, although I do want to say a word for number 15, Swing Out Sister. Sarah, you do not like it, but I think their song, Breakout, is great. And break out, don't stop to ask. You got to find a break to make it last. Say what you want to say and find a better way and break out. I'm here for you. I think I mangled those lyrics a bit, inverted some of them. Doesn't matter. Uh, Also, I believe that other than Sade, this is the only female vocal we're going to hear in this region. So props to you, Swing Out Sister. And then they had a song in the early 90s called Am I the Same Girl? Am I the same girl you used to know? Yes, I am. Yes, I am. I love that song, too. I'm interested to see what happens. Me, too. I'm going to step back in here to say the name of the album that I'm thinking of was Argy Bargy. Uh, Mm -hmm. Barely qualifies for whatever. Again, we're we're not a legal jury, but uh, February 1980 sneaks right in here. So that's Pulling Muscles from the Shell, Another Nail in My Heart. I think I'm go-go, Farfisa beat, which I don't particularly like. Uh, Vicky Verky, If I Didn't Love You. Um, so I, this is one of the albums that I had to listen to like repeatedly on an eight-hour shift, f- making 5.25 an hour and walking around like physically picking up lint and little bits of price tags from the floor 
and then counting the drawer because that was my job and I still did not hate this album and I didn't hate the Bonnie Raitt album either there were some there were some real dogs in that pile though <laughs> anyway don't forget that you can find the links to voting for everything in our show notes and we hope to hear from you please hashtag us March Mastass bye y'all this is Mark and Sarah talk about Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.